0: Hearing
1: Voices? I'm Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we talk medicine and perhaps a frustration or two with Dr. Megan Arrett. She's a pharmacist and professor at the University of Maryland. Let's start with this, Dr. Arrett. What is a pharmacist and what is their training really like?
0: A pharmacist is the medication expert on your medical team. Their training is a six-year pharmacy degree. You are a doctor of pharmacy when you graduate. So many students do a undergraduate degree in science, chemistry, math, or other bachelor degree and then go to a four-year pharmacy degree, um, which allows them to practice um, as a pharmacist once they graduate and take their licensing exam.
1: Speaking broadly, and I understand that many pharmacies are owned corporately and some are owned privately, what impact did COVID have on your industry?
0: COVID had a major impact on the practice of pharmacy. All of your community pharmacies, whether that be independent or major chains, continue to stay open. None of those closed during any of the COVID time. Um, and during this time, they saw an increase in their workload as they were frontline COVID immunizers. In addition to that, many people were utilizing the pharmacy for other healthcare resources at that time because it was challenging to get into primary care or into an ER setting. So pharmacists became many of the frontline healthcare workers during the entire COVID outbreak.
1: When you went to pharmacy school, at what point were you trained in how to give an injection, which kind of became part and parcel, as you just mentioned, of what the pharmacists did during COVID vaccines?
0: It's very interesting. I'm an old pharmacist, uh, relatively. And so when I was in school, pharmacists were not providing immunization. And over the last 15 years, that has changed and has now become standard within all pharmacy curriculums that pharmacists are trained to provide immunizations. So every pharmacist as they're graduating from pharmacy school has had that training within their curriculum and those of us that did not have taken supplemental trainings from the American Association of Pharmacists and taken that training and now are giving injections.
1: Dr. Megan Errett joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. She's a professor a pharmacist she works at the university of maryland in their school of pharmacy so i go to my favorite pharmacy down the street and i show up at one fifteen, and there's a sign that says they're on a lunch break this is not a problem that i have at a restaurant this is not a problem that i have at a gas station why am i having this problem at a pharmacy This is new to
0: pharmacies so many state laws have changed um in the last several years to allow pharmacists to have a half hour lunch break previously in pharmacies there was a lot of overlap of pharmacists so you had more than one in the pharmacy at a time so people could take a lunch break
1: is it if, <laughs> is it possible in to just have change. the tech is it possible to just have the tech fill the prescription while the pharmacist sits there and eats lunch
0: It is not. Legally by law, the pharmacist needs to be readily available anytime that the pharmacy is open.
1: And there I have my answer. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, Dr. Megan Arrett. You can never miss any of our shows. If you have a smart speaker, ask him to play Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're also available at whtc.com, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Uh, One of your subspecialties is psychiatric medicine. I want to ask this. Are we too reliant on chemicals to cope? (laughs)
0: There are a lot of medications now for psychiatric illness. Um, Sometimes we do overuse them. In disease states, um, there can be overprescribing. I agree that, um, especially as we move through uh, various stages after COVID, there has been a lot of uh, mental health issues. And whether we're treating those appropriately I think is a conversation that could take uh, all day.
1: The number of prescriptions that are being written each year, if you look like in two-year increments, is skyrocketing. Uh, There are some pretty popular drugs that have become available in the last 18 months. This situation is just going to continue in this trend. What impact is that going to have on pharmacies? That impact
0: is going to be what we see nationally now. We see pharmacists who are getting burnt out. Um, If you'll notice across the country, some of the mainstream pharmacists uh, at Large corporations are doing walkouts. Right now, pharmacy is not unionized, uh, but some grassroots efforts uh, within pharmacy have had some pharmacies closed. Uh, people are leaving the profession because they feel overworked um, due to the staff cutting and also the increased workload post-COVID.
1: When I... Am Ill, I might go to my family practice or general medicine doctor. If I have a bone sticking out, I'm going to go to an orthopedic surgeon. Medicine tends to be specializing. Pharmacists don't. Do you ever foresee a day when we'll see a psychiatric pharmacy, an internal medicine pharmacy, uh, pharmacies that will kind of specialize by medication type?
0: independent or community pharmacists, those are very general pharmacists, but there are 11 uh, specialty pharmacy types right now. I'm a psychiatric pharmacist. We don't have a psychiatric pharmacy per se, but there are some community pharmacies that specialize in that particular setting um, across the U.S. There are others that may be attached to a cardiology clinic that their pharmacists may be more focused in that area, but many of the specialty pharmacists are located in hospital settings. And so your, your general community pharmacists uh, tend to cover everything from head to toe.
1: Two questions and one minute left. Uh, mail order pharmacies, go.
0: Mail order pharmacies um, do take some of the workload burden off of our community pharmacies by allowing some of your maintenance medications to get shipped to you. But again, then they can get lost in the mail. Are they subjected to heat when they might need to be refrigerated? Uh, and you are not really actually interfacing with your pharmacist face-to-face to be able to ask questions.
1: I want to f- wind up by talking about generics. We've heard for years and years and years that they're just as good as the name brand medications. And yet there are some advertisements that are being running that are saying to the contrary. How should we feel about generics?
0: Each generic medication is proven to have a certain range of the active ingredient in it. There are some particular medications, those like procedures, or if you're looking at blood thinning medications, that if you switch between one manufacturer to another, it can offset those. So those medications, which have to be right on par, it would be very hard to switch between generic and brand medications but for the average citizen who's taking maybe a blood pressure medication something for cholesterol your generic medications are absolutely fine to take
1: we've covered a lot of ground we've done it quickly and we've done it professionally dr megan errett thanks so much for your time today on hearing voices
0: thank you sir have a great afternoon